Hi, this is Joy. And this is James. And this is the Glow Your Goddess podcast. We are back again. And today what we are going to be talking about is communication. Communication. Yes. That's important, I think. It is important. We have a three-part series, and this is going to be part one of our three-part series. So we're going to get into what it is that we're talking about today, but I did want to remind everyone to please take a moment, um, if you have not already, to like us, to rate us, whatever your rating is, to share our podcast, because the more that you let people know what's going on here, the more that people will be able to learn how to glow their goddess. Right, right. And that's on iTunes. It's on Google Play. It's on Spotify. It's on Podbean. Are we on anything else? I think that's pretty NBC, much it. ABC. Man, one day. CNN. <laughs> we are going to get there. And Fox of all places. Where you will be able to find our podcast and all other information that I've ever created, all webinars, all Glow Your Goddess powerful things is on the Glow Your Goddess membership, which does sponsor our podcast. Great. We've got a sponsor already? <laughs> we do. We're self-sponsored. <laughs> are you paying us a salary? Oh, they pay us with love. Oh, okay. I can deal with that. <laughs> so if you do want to be able to stay up to date with every podcast that does come up, as well as every other resource that I have, which would include courses on a monthly basis, brand new information, be in contact with me one-on-one -on -one, um, for sessions, for group coaching calls, and things like that, and being a part of the Glow Your Goddess community with other women, check out glowyourgoddess.com. Great. Okay. So what... We are going to be specifically talking about on this part one of our series is active listening. And this is going to be part of a three-part mm -hmm. um, series we're doing that's going to include active listening, uh, direct communication, and nonviolent communication. But in this one, we're just going to talk about the active listening and what that is, what it looks like, and how you can do it. Okay. So I'm excited about this because given that I'm in the field of listening, right, sitting across from someone, I think there's always things that I can learn to be a little bit of a better communicator and listener and also teach others. I get to witness a lot of different types of communication, especially with my couples, to see how they communicate and connect or disconnect with each other. So guys, you know we're here because we want to make sure that you're glowing up for yourself as well as in your relationships. So by focusing on the way that you communicate in your romantic relationships, you should be able to deepen your connection and strengthen your connection with the person that you want to be with um, and you desire to kind of have some of your needs met by communicating specifically in these ways. So I'm going to be doing a little bit more active listening and letting James take a bigger role in explaining to us this active listening today. Great. Well, we're going to start off with active listening and when... Uh... People think about communication, often their focus is on getting across what they want to say. But communication breaks down just as often, if not more, in the listening as it is in speaking. Mm. Active listening is a great technique, not just for effective communication, but for connecting with your partner, making sure that they are feeling that they're being heard. Mm -hmm. Active listening can be used in all aspects of our life, whether it's conflict resolution, in relationships with our friends, in relationships with our partners, with our children. It's very important to be an active listener. And what does that really mean? As tough as it can be to practice, there's just some basic mechanics of uh, active listening. 
And it's kind of real simple, simplistic. I don't want to say it's simple, but it's simplistic. When someone is telling you what they want, explaining to you what they want, mm -hmm. pay attention. You can use nonverbal skills. You can um, smile. You can mirror back how they're responding to you. You can make positive gestures. Are you leaning back with your arms crossed? Mm -hmm. Or are you sitting forward and being attentive? You can mirror their expressions and minimize distractions. One of the most important things that I have found out with communication is minimizing distractions. If you're busy doing a project and your partner wants to come up and say something, if you have time, put that project aside. Don't try to do both. If you need to finish that project or whatever you're working on, just politely say, hey, can we talk about that in a little bit? I want to finish this up. And then you have my undivided attention. It's really important to pay attention to each other when you're actually wanting to communicate. So that's super important. I think what most of my couples do come in with is this feeling of not feeling that they are heard. And they don't always know to put it in those words that that's what's happening, that they feel like they have not been listened to, that their thoughts haven't been validated. And when someone is not listening to you or they are distracted, like you're saying, it kind of makes you feel like what you have to say, your presence, just your energy in general is just not important to them, that you do not prioritize them. Um, and it, it can have this huger meaning than just I was busy right now, right? Like I was going to talk to you in a second, but your partner can interpret so much from you not engaging in that active listening. Just last night, the couple I was working with, the husband um, was telling the wife something that how much it impacted him that she didn't realize it was this heavy, that whenever he would come into the room and she'd be texting in the evening with her friends and she feels like she had all day where she could not do it. So she's excited about this opportunity to text her friends. He comes in the room and he says, hey, you know, wanna watch a show together? Hey, what's going on? Ask her a direct question. And what she'll do is she has to finish up her text. She has to finish the sentence. You guys, you know we're using our fingers to spell out complete words. We're not speaking it, right? right. So you're sitting there apparently to the other person looking frozen while your thumb is going and you are ignoring this person in your mind i'm not ignoring them i just need to finish this thought i just need to type this thing really quickly and it'll be over what does your partner see you legitimately were silent when i asked you a question and my interpretation of that is that i mean nothing that you texting with your friend you giggling or talking about whatever is more important than the fact that I asked you a question. You can feel disrespected. You can feel not valued at all. And that can like start to build up a whole lot of resentments and you don't even realize it that, oh my God, I just wasn't doing active listening. I was just trying to finish a sentence. Like I thought it was no big deal, but this type of communication is very big to our partners. And it's important to be curious in, mm -hmm. in active listening mm -hmm. because in that same scenario, um, if you're finishing up a text, you're actually in a communication process with someone else. It may be silent to your partner or whoever's trying to talk to you verbally, but you're actually communicating with someone else and they may be actually interrupting. And so it's really important to pause, especially when you're texting. Pause, let your partner or your significant other or whoever's wanting to communicate with you, hey, can I finish up this conversation real quick and then we'll get right at it. Mm -hmm. Or let them know that you acknowledge their importance, acknowledge mm -hmm. their situation, acknowledge how important they are to you and then request of them, can I finish this up or is it we need to talk about this right now? And so be an active communicator and ask questions. 
some of the um, there's ways to be uh, verbal with uh, active communication, and that would be positive reinforcement. When someone is asking you a question, don't be thinking about how you're going to respond. Pay attention to what they're saying. Listen to what they're saying and give them some cues that you heard them. You could repeat that back, remembering the key points that they may have made when they were asking a question or making a statement. And you could make a reflection back, making positive statements about their question. And sometimes you may need to even ask for clarification. Do you find that a lot of times in your practice that communication breaks down when they're just not clear on what they're hearing or saying? Well, they're not clear because what often happens is um, when you are not actively listening, you think you're listening, but you already have a predetermined assumption about what the person's going to mm. say. You have a feeling about how they feel about you or how they feel about an issue. So whatever they say to you, you hear it in that lens, right? Mm, right. So maybe not even how they meant it because you've already kind of made a conclusion about this is ha what you're going to say. You're going to say it in five different ways, but I know you're going to say this anyway. So that's the breakdown that I see in the communication. So it's kind of like hearing the words that someone says and you're not active listening out of curiosity curiosity, like you said, say curious, you're active listening because you're about to weaponize whatever they said and right. respond back to them with proof around whatever you thought they were saying anyway. That's important too. Even as someone that's has a concern or a question or a comment in a relationship, don't load that up with, hey, I know you sat over there by Susie the other night when we went to dinner because you were embarrassed to sit beside me. That's probably not the case. She was probably sitting over there by Susie because she heard Susie had just done something at work and it was she wanted to hear the details of it. And so it's good to have open-ended questions and be curious. Give your partner room to respond. Mm -hmm. Listen to what they have to say because it's most important, in my opinion, to remember that your partner is on your side. Yes. Your partner is not your enemy. They're not someone that's trying to invalidate you. They're someone that's on your side. So it's important when you're being an active listener, remember that this person is your partner. So I did want to get into why it's even important in your relationship to be an active listener. And I think James actually covered a couple of those things. Because he wasn't active listening when we were practicing. Mm -hmm. So, huh. <clears throat> it popped into my head. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the ways or one of the reasons why active listening is important um, is because being curious is important. Um, being um, a person who's coming from a position of wanting to know more and not wanting to just prove your narrative that you have already um, kind of put you in a position of surrender and freedom and less anxiety, right? If I'm coming from a position like I know this thing, I have to dig in and I got to get all the information to make sure I know this thing, your tone is different, your energy, your body, you're just tense all the time. But if it's I'm actually curious, when we're curious about things, we are open, our muscles are less tight. Um, we are relaxed into that situation and we're happy to hear from our partner for them to uh, make us aware of something we didn't know before and for us to have new perspective, okay? Um, but when you do practice active listening, connecting with your partner is so much easier. Mm -hmm. You connect on a different level because as I mentioned before, your partner feels heard. We're out here in this world, guys, and we're interacting with people that we feel shut down by all the time. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. um, specifically in a time like right now, if you are a part of a group that has a belief system about how you're treated, and now we're kind of out here talking about, hey, this is something that I've been experiencing. Finally, I can be heard. And a lot of people in the world don't want to hear you. They don't want to believe that women may be marginalized or certain groups are, or um, that um, there have been privileges that have not been given to you. People want to maybe say that you're dramatic about things or whatever the case may be. But when it comes to my partner, I want to feel like that is my safe space. And at the end of the day, after I've battled all these people, these ideas, these circumstances, that my partner is going to be the one person that made sure that I felt hurt. And okay. I think it's important to have that safe space because that brings about a level of vulnerability mm. in in that relationship that we need to trust them that, like I said prematurely, mm -hmm. that they're on our side, mm -hmm. that we're partners in this. Mm -hmm. And so that most of the time, anything can be said and it'll be accepted. Mm -hmm. It may not come across properly. It may not be what you want to hear, but remember they're on your side. They're your partner. Yeah. And that's where that vulnerability and that... Uh, um, I can't think of the other word, but vulnerability is what sticks in my mind is just being vulnerable in front of your partner and not being defensive. Mm -hmm. So vulnerability and I would say authenticity and authenticity is one of the key tenets of um, my goddesses, right? Like my definition and thought of what a goddess is. Um, you should be able to be authentic in more than one place in your life, multiple places, but at a minimum in your relationships, you want to be able to rock that authenticity. Um, that's going to be your practice ground for being powerful and authentic and then um, showing that to the rest of the world because you have a lot of confidence that is grounded in that relationship. I've said it a million times and I'm going to say it a million times again. The saying is that you're as happy as your happiest relationship and if I can communicate well here and I can practice it here, I'm more likely to not be defensive and agitated with other people in the world and also communicate better there and communicate authentically and within my truth, okay? So yeah, um, the other part that we were talking about here was remembering that your lover, your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, whomever, that they are your partner, your partner in crime, your partner in um, life, your partner in happiness, partner meaning they are someone who is collaborative with you and they are not your enemy, right? So coming into communication in a space of combat and trying to prove them wrong or trying to place blame, using communication for that way, there's little space for that in a healthy relationship, right? So if we're doing active listening, we are going to be able to better show our partner that uh, we're with them and against the problem, right? We're right. trying to get to the solution together. I'm not trying important. to get to the, the blame of you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, and another reason why active listening is really important because when you're doing this active listening and you're being curious, you're gathering so much information and you're moving away from assumptions and assumption responses. Okay. Um, your assumption responses are going to be minimized. And that tailspin that happens when you make assumptions, you guys know what I'm talking about. You have one assumption, you have one sentence of an assumption, and all of a sudden, the more that you talk about it, you dig in, you dig your heels in, in this conversation, it starts to turn into a page, and then it turns into a chapter, and finally, it is a book of assumptions, and that is exactly how huge arguments come about, and the two of you, at the end of it, are like, how do we even get here? 
How did this start? Because there wasn't active listening mm-hmm. coming about. You weren't actually um, having open-ended questions where you were trying to find out and get a clear picture as to what happened. You were just trying to sharpen the picture of what you assumed. Okay? So there are a few questions that we have regarding um, active listening and what it really is that we were able to gather and I want to be able to answer some of those and James, you can chime in as well. Okay. Okay. So question number one, if I hear a hidden meaning, if I feel like there's a hidden meaning, right? In a statement or a question from my partner, what do I do? Do I react to what it is that I heard? Do I respond to the words that came out or how I interpret it? Or did I, do I do something else? So if you want to use your active listening here, I think reacting to what you heard um, isn't necessarily a thing, but responding to what you heard. There's two different things. So reacting could be um, just taking it for what you interpreted and then being angry or being sad or shutting down. You don't need to react to what you heard. You want to clarify, right? So active listening is... Includes asking questions. And that's where that curiosity comes in too. Yes. Like, so maybe I didn't get it. So let's expand upon it. So did you mean this? And so we talked about reflection. Mm -hmm. Reflection is a a tool that you use in active listening. And like we do it as therapists actually all the time. You say something to me and I may repeat it exactly to you the way that I heard you say it. Like I'm going to the store. I'm sorry. Did you say you're going to the store? Or if I'm kind of feeling a little bit itchy, like maybe there was a different meaning behind that. I might say, did you say that you're going to leave the house and go to the store and be gone for a few hours and that you don't really want to be here? Or do you mean something different? You know, what's what's actually happening? Um, so I would say respond if you feel a chiming of there's a meaning, right? And you know that there's going to be a negative response. Before you do that, give yourself an opportunity to clarify with an open-ended question and allow your partner to say something that maybe could confirm what you're thinking, but maybe could give you pause. One of the things that comes to my mind immediately right now is take a second, take a breath, breathe through this, because we are not really good communicators as humans. We actually are all lousy communicators. And so developing these skills does not come natural. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. It's not the easiest thing that I've ever done. And I'm just discovering this stuff. I'm just learning how to do that in in our own relationship. And so take a breath. Give each other a break. Because none of us really know how to communicate and we really only have an agenda is to get across what I have to say Mm -hmm. in my own narrative. Mm -hmm. And your narrative may not be the reality. Mm -hmm. Your narrative may be your own observation of something that actually didn't even happen. And so take a moment, back away from it a little bit, take a breath and just, I heard you say this, is this what you really meant? Mm -hmm. And be calm about it. And give your partner a chance to say, oh, no, no, I just need to run to the grocery store. I, I can't wait to get back home. Yeah. And, and then believe it, right? Like, take it. Don't, don't do the shotgun questioning either, guys. Like, because mm-hmm. you're like, no, really, I'm just trying to prove my point. So let me ask it a different way so I can trap you into answering the question that I really want you to answer the question so I can think that I'm accurate. <laughs> so here's that trapping response. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we know how to do it as women. Like we, it's kind of, it's a skill. It's a skill that we have to unlearn um, in our intimate relationships if we want them to continue and be healthy and be fruitful for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So question number two, um, what do I do to communicate to my partner? It's safe to commu- communicate with me, right? Like what are the things that I can do? So James talked a little bit about the nonverbal communication. I would say some of the things would be kind of positioning your body in a space where they know that you're open to hearing it, right? So not sighing, not rolling your eyes, not crossing your arms. I see it in front of me when I have like couples sitting there and I ask one of them a question and you can tell if one of them is not interested in what the other person is saying. They may actually physically turn away. They may close their eyes. They may throw their head back. Or if they really want to know what their partner is going through, I will see them turn their whole bodies towards them. I may see them touch them, put their hand on their shoulder, on their arm saying, I want to hear this. I want to be connected and a part of this, whatever you have to give me, even if it's something that may hurt me, I want, I'm really interested in knowing what's going through your mind and your spirit and your body, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Making eye contact, right? All of these things are saying, I want to hear what it is that you have to say. And we also talked about not being distracted. So um, letting your partner know that it's safe is when you are actually making time, meaning you're saying, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to listen. I, I This time is important to me. Um, some of my couples, they feel like they have a lot of things that will pile up throughout the week and they're not able to communicate things throughout the week because they're either tired, they're busy, they have kids, their schedules are crazy. So what I do promote is having like coffee time. And one of my couples actually calls it coffee time. But what I ask them to do is take a mason jar and throughout the week, they have little pieces of paper where they write down maybe a frustration they had or something that happened that they wanted to share with their partner, an idea for growth, an idea for the home, whatever it is. Take that put it in this jar and then they have a designated time that they know that they are just there to hear each other. They're just there to spend time with each other, right? So they would have their coffee on Saturday mornings and they would pull things out of the mason jar. And sometimes by the time they got to that day, they'd be like, oh, that's not even important anymore. But sometimes it'd be like, oh my God, I'm so glad I remembered to put this in the mason jar because I really want to talk about it. And so they can talk about serious things for their future. They can laugh together. They can talk about how they were hurt and how they saw their partner actually do better to help them or Mm -hmm. how they're hoping that they could do better but by setting this time aside by the two of you agreeing to it it's letting each other know that you are prioritized you are safe this is a safe space for us to be able to discuss things and so the last one I had was what does it look like if I'm no longer active listening or my partner is not active listening (laughs) basically the opposite of all the safe things Right. right they're looking away from you they're just blatantly ignoring you when you're saying hey can we talk they're turning the tv up or they're saying yeah no we're gonna get to it just give me a minute just or they're like or you're texting them and they don't text you back um or you're calling them and you want to talk to them on the phone and you say hey can we talk they're like short right they're really short with you or you're really short with them and so that your partner starts to talk and they have nothing to say back to it well what do you want me to say i don't know what you want me to say you know what i mean those are things that says to your partner um that you are no longer actively listening because you're so in your head you're so in whatever space of either irritation or anger you have another narrative playing in your head so loud that you cannot in that moment receive what they're saying um so you know that you're not actively listening anymore also when you are 
about 70% formulating a response to the first three words they said and you didn't listen to the rest of it, right? Like you're pretty much ready for a fight and not ready for a conversation. Mm -hmm. You've already got your gloves on before the third, fourth word comes out. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty much, we went over what active listening was. We gave you some examples of active listening. We talked about why it's important in your relationships and how to, you know, more deeply connect and some questions that we got regarding um, active listening. So what I want to be able to do on um, the part three of our series is we are going to do some role playing so you guys can hear what active listening is, what direct communication is, and what nonviolent communication is. So we'll do a role play in our last um, episode of all three of those so you guys get a flavor of everything that we talked about. That sounds like it's going to be fun. Yes. We love role playing, meaning we love like kind of having crazy dialogue back and forth and pretending to be other people um, on a funny level. We kind of do a lot of like skits and comedy randomly mm -hmm. in the car on long rides. I don't know why, but it's fine. It's, it's <laughs> one of the things we do. And one of the things we've talked about this before is one of the things that Joy and I have cultivated in our relationship is that when we are together and we are touching each other or we're spending some quality time together, it's home. And she's always welcome to come home. And I'm always welcome to come home. Even if there's a conflict, we try to bring it back to, let's do this at home. And that's that place of, we're not enemies, we're partners in this. We're working together towards this relationship. We're working hard at this relationship. And we may have a conflict as it comes along every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But if we do that in a space of being at home, it's safe. And it's important to create that safe space in, in your relationships. Mm -hmm. All right. So we hope you guys take this as a nugget for you to be able to create, create your own safe spaces. You can call it home. You can call it the mothership. You can call it the pool. I don't care. The beach. You can call it whatever you want to call it, whatever that space is. But what we're talking about is like an intangible space between the two of you that says that this is okay for you to kind of put down your bags and your burdens. It's okay for you to be yourself. And I'm not going to go on a mission to tear you down, but I'm always going to be in this space of holding whatever it is that you have to give me. Sounds good. All right. Remember to check out uh, glowyourgoddess.com and... And check out the guide to dating like a goddess, which is why won't he call? Um, but your book, you still have a book out there. I still have a book, and I'm always going to have a book out there. Oh, There's okay. Probably going to be several. What? <laughs> um, if you are not already following us on IG, please follow. Um, Glow Your Goddess on Instagram, Facebook, because that's where you're going to get all the latest updates for the things that we offer. We're doing lives all the time, um, poetry readings, giveaways. Um, as a matter of fact, there's actually a discount code specifically for this week and it's going to end tomorrow so maybe hopefully you'll hear this by july 4th um for you to be a part of the goddess community okay um the goddess code is founding hyphen goddess at glowyourgoddess.com for you to have a lifetime reduced rate to be a part of the membership something you can cancel anytime you want but I have a feeling once you hop on there, you will not want to, but check out all the features of it. Like I said, stay up to date on IG. You can always email me at joyglowyourgoddess.com if you have any questions or DM me on Instagram. And if you ever want to email me, just email me at joy at glowyourgoddess.com. <laughs> Attention, James. <laughs> 
Okay, guys, have a good holiday. Um, please be safe, and we will talk to you soon. You shut it down when you